Welcome to Sisterly Insights, an opportunity to explore ideas and philosophies that can help you live a fuller, empowered life through meditation, conversation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Debbie Mueller, founder of Patterns for Living. In this special episode, I am joined by two remarkable women, Gina Masta-Stiles and Jill Apperson-Manley. Both are practitioners of yoga and have life experiences that have given them a wealth of wisdom and insight to offer. Gina Masta is a teacher, healer, friend, and wise woman. Working with her late husband, Mukunda Stiles, they created a body of work including groundbreaking information on structural yoga therapy, Ayurvedic yoga therapy, and many more topics that are used by Ayurvedic practitioners and yoga therapists across the world. Chinamasta continues to work, teach, and touches her students in the deepest, most beautiful ways possible as she guides them to know themselves. Jill has lived all over the world. Her experience has given her amazing insights into people of all cultures. She has authored a book about and for children of all ages, which will be published in early 2016. Notando's Journey, Notando is the Zulu word for love, is the first of a planned series to help connect humanity through our similarities and a celebration of our differences. As a cancer survivor, she also works with those going through the ravages of the disease during the most challenging of times. I hope you will enjoy this remarkable conversation as I sat down with them to talk about gratitude. Okay. Well, today I'm with two very, very special women, Gina Masta Stiles and Jill Apperson Manley. And I would love to have a conversation today about gratitude. We're recording this just before Thanksgiving, so it's the perfect time to, to have this conversation. And the question that I wanted to start to ask each one of you is about what you think gratitude is, where it comes from, and how we actually can experience it most deeply in our lives. So which one of you would like to start? <laughs> Well, first of all, Davey, I would love to thank you for welcome, uh, welcoming us here with such a warm heart. You're such oh, a beautiful role pleasure. model. You're a beautiful role model for so many women, so many people with such a huge heart. And I would drive eight hours to do this thank because you. I see the importance of this to support sisters to support women in their own personal journey and where we get to express what our personal experiences are in our lives to elevate each other and to uplift each other and to pull each other out of sometimes um, profound challenges that we all need in our lives so thank you very much for that That's my pleasure thank you yeah. so much Chinamasta I appreciate yeah. those kind words yeah so what does gratitude mean to me? Well, the first thing that comes to me is that when you're facing 
tremendous challenges in your life and there's nowhere to go and where the quick fixes don't work anymore or where even all kind of practices that you were used to do that you've rituals that you did in your life mm. that they don't work mm -hmm. or you're not able to do them because your body is falling apart mm. yes yeah which i've experienced with my beloved right. husband Mukunda. then one of the very few things that you can do beyond your last breath is expressing gratitude mm. as a healing tool so one of the things that Mukunda and I used to do going through the daily challenges of um, how to take care of each other, me taking mm -hmm. care of him, um, how to live the challenge as gracefully as possible mm -hmm. was to end the day holding hands while we were in our bed. And I would ask him, what are you most grateful for today? Wow. And he would do the same in return. What are you most grateful for today? And as we all know, the moment that you're really challenged in your life, you have to dig deep. <laughs> yes. To, to find what you're grateful for. Because it's so easy to put your attention to everything that is so challenging. And yet we would always come up with something... And the amazing thing that happened was that often Mukunda would name something that was, oh really, is that what you're grateful for today? I'm seeing you in such a different light now. How wonderful that such a small thing or seemingly small thing creates such a sense of gratitude in you. So it taught me a lot about how you can look at life and look at that which is important or seemingly important in your life. And it was an, and continues to be an incredibly important practice for me in my life to move on, I would say, inward and move forward and upward to remind myself daily of what am I grateful for? To counteract that which is challenging, that which is inevitable, which is, you know, the falling apart of the body, sometimes mm -hmm. falling apart emotionally, mm -hmm. to, as Makunda would put it, to put the love back in your heart. Mm. That's what it is to me. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. Wow. Mm. Wow. A different perspective. Mm. I mean, just that, that really using the concept of gratitude to mm. shift your perspective, to shift your awareness, to shift your understanding. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Jill, how about for you? Well, that was really beautiful. Uh, and I thank you for sharing what you're doing mm -hmm. with everyone. And I, for me, I think with, with everything that's going on in the world, mm -hmm. in, in these times that we're living, I think doing 
exactly what we're doing, what you're having, you're having us do right now is having a conversation. And although people can't see our face or see your face, I, I feel so much of your presence. And I think where I feel gratitude as women is, as a woman, is when I'm in the moment with someone, just as you are with me right now. And there's this, there's this tape going on in my head, maybe of these things I need to do today, you know, picking up the kids from school, or I'm out of lunch bags, or, <laughs> you know, those, I, my car's out of gas, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right? the daily stuff. Then, but then there's this moment where the person looks across at me, and it could be someone that I don't know very well, and and or it could be someone that I know really well, but we have this moment that I feel like I'm, that they're really there for me, and um, there's this safety that we can offer to one another, and that to me gives me this I think this is a space of, of just almost our hearts are are safe and can connect and on a level that really is not encouraged in our culture it's not only not encouraged it doesn't matter what age you are as a woman you're, you're, you're sort of told to be a certain way or feel you're supposed to be a certain way by the media or and and I think that to really be authentic and safe with someone yeah. in the moment exactly. gives me lets my heart just mm. feel free and make room to then let receive them so there's this wonderful connection and exchange that can happen when we're both in a moment mm -hmm. and to me that gives me I feel so grateful for that mm -hmm. I don't know of how other animals do it <laughs> you know <laughs> I think they I don't know. I think people can feel it more with, well, sometimes with a pet. You right, know, the, right. But you can feel that open heart. But to, to be able to, all the gifts that we have in this human experience in this exact moment mm -hmm. to, is, is amazing beyond words. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm grateful for. Well, and you said something very, very interesting, and that is it has to be an exchange. And that means not only am I receiving something and giving something, I have to be open to receiving. We as women are so often open to giving, yeah. but we're really tenuous about receiving. We have the sense of not being worthy or not being enough, uh -huh. and it really stands in the way of what gratitude does if we can't experience that exchange. Yeah. So, so how would we how would we how do we help women open up to being more willing and able to receive? I think safety for me is key. If there's a friend um, that you feel safe with, mm -hmm. because I agree with you hundred percent we have to receive. I think you can't have flow of something, right, without right. without it moving. Right. And we and if we're just giving, right, we're we're great at it. We're, 
or nurturers mm-hmm. by nature. But I think that you, the older you get, the, the, you begin to get this, right? That you, mm-hmm. you, you, you deplete the reserves that right. you have when you're just giving, giving, giving. Yes. My daughter, who's 26, she, I don't know that she feels the fatigue yet. Right. But the earlier you learn, right, to be able to receive, mm-hmm. the safer that that reserve is going to be. That, that, that And, and I, I think safety is key, mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. feel safe, because then you just, all you have to do is really just sit there and, and, and receive. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be your turn to give. But go ahead and receive. Receive that love that that person across mm-hmm. the table um, mm-hmm. is giving you or on the phone or um, just being open and willing to receive it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's, it really is that challenge of, of it's scary to receive. So there may be that thought of, oh, am I going to owe something? But the concept of being in a safe space so that you can actually be open to that and that you are worthy of it, mm-hmm. that everyone is worthy of that flow and exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's so critical for us to, as women to, to show one another that it is mm-hmm. something that we should all be able to do. And we probably do have to make it conscious. We have to say, yes. at this moment, I'm receiving. I'm, and it might even be something we have to practice because it doesn't, it's, it isn't, we're not very good at it. We're not very good so at it. So we have to say, we're going to say, we're going to make a conscious effort here. And it might even be a little practice where a meditation or something could exactly. <laughs> um, dive into it where I'm going to, and then see how that feels. Because then we're yeah, going to yeah. see if something else is kind of, um, blocking our ability to receive and then you've got this great insight oh mm-hmm. I do this you know mm-hmm. I, I believed that I had to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. well if you're a people pleaser it's really hard to receive because you're so I was so busy realizing what other people needed uh-huh. that I didn't know myself what I needed so I really had to ask myself and get familiar with myself to know what I needed before I could receive. Right. And right. that, I think that's not uncommon. As women, oh. women, we like to please. Right. And as young girls, we're, we're taught what 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 is what people like and what they don't like, and we can morph in a moment. That's and if right. you do that too long, you forget. Yeah. Mm. So that's beautifully put. Mm-hmm. That we tend to morph ourselves, and that happens throughout life. So if you go back to the moment when you were born and where your mother was pulling you out of the womb and was holding you in the ideal circumstances close to her heart, mm-hmm. where there was nothing in between her and you and right. there was only love. And where, as I've seen with the many births of babies, where you see this only love in their eyes, where they're fully juicy they're not aware that they're separate. Mm-hmm. And as you grow, what happens is that there are all kind of expectations mm-hmm. from the parents, from the teacher, mm-hmm. and you start to develop all kind of mechanisms and conditionings uh, 
thinking that you um, need to be good enough to do this, good enough to do that. And then this whole game, this whole play starts to play out of I will only be worthy to receive something when I've been a good girl or when I've done this. Um, and everybody contributes to that. Like your parents tell you, well, you need to be a good girl, you have to behave this way and uh, shake hands and uh, eat with your knife and your fork. And, you know, so there's always a certain kind of wanting. So the love is conditional. And that is what contracts people. Once they feel that somebody else wants to give them something, they think, well, what do they need in return? It There's becomes an immediate yes. question. Yes. So that prevents people from just trusting even that it's possible to receive something without something being needed back from you. So what Jill was putting, first condition, I totally agree, is needed that you feel safe. Mm -hmm feel you can relax and then I would like to add on what is needed for a conversation or this exchange to happen is that you tell each other nothing is needed here and nothing is wanted you can be authentic you can be truly yourself mm -hmm. I don't want anything from you I don't need anything you don't need to change you don't need to give me anything back and I see that that even like yesterday I had a session with a very young girl and that triggered her immediately when I told her how important it is to have the role model of mother who is infinite love as we see her as the divine archetype <laughs> and how that archetype for many people they've never met that archetype through all kind of conditionings or, or hurt. And I said, so I would like you to go back to just seeing me as I don't need anything from you, I don't want anything from you, I am completely neutral, I am only being love with you. And that made her cry, because she realized yes. like somewhere beyond her mind and even beyond her heart, it touched something really profoundly there. And I think if we can reconnect to that sense of that there are sanctuaries where women share. So I greatly believe in creating sanctuaries and that we all have a role in this to, uh, as another wise woman told me lately, we all need to create these sanctuaries where we feel safe and where we feel we can be authentic where we can be truly ourselves mm -hmm. without being judged or without um, somebody else having an opinion about us or without us having to jump out of our chair to, to do something. There's no doing. We can only be. And when we all are being that example of that and create our sanctuary within ourselves and we start living that example and radiate that example, live in an environment like that, then we can start to connect all those dots of sanctuaries with each other. Like we're doing here. Oh, yes. Like yes. we're doing here. That practical, I feel that's how it works in the world. That's how we can change it. Wow. 
Wow. I'm like so excited. I have to, I feel like I want to jump out of my chair yeah. because I, I felt like that's, I felt like I needed to take a giant step back mm-hmm. and then we came back around mm-hmm. to it with what Chinamasta was saying and what you were saying about the safe, what's safe, safe with another but, we're at, and you went right back to it, safe with ourselves. Safe with self, yes. Safe with self. So we can't receive, what we, this great practice is, there doesn't have to be anyone else in the room first, right? I can give myself self-love. And I can receive self-love. I don't have, I don't, I can't maybe, ha- maybe I'm not ready to have another individual in that room yet. Mm-hmm. And then, because we only mirror, right? We can just, yes. other people are just giving back what we're needing. But maybe, and it's a hard practice to just sit there and maybe even have a, a real mirror in the room. But just sit with yourself. Yes. But I have had that experience where I was, um, needed to love myself alone first and then what Janamas is saying about being that sanctuary yes. if I'm safe with myself maybe it's easy to receive and that's not easy to receive love from yourself because that's when all those little things are going to come up oh yes oh yes and just just sitting and looking into your own eyes so hard oh. right? even for a short bit of time yeah. yes yeah. yes wow so I love that then we are our own sanctuary mm-hmm. and then we bring these sanctuaries together and we become this beautiful village to mm-hmm. cities mm-hmm. to a global beautiful exactly. star of light with everybody one step at a time to what I see often like we're all so getting so shakti up and uh, read up about this which is so beautiful and that for people, for women who feel really contracted about, oh my God, I'm not worthy of receiving love, I'm not worthy of uh, being a light, mm-hmm. I'm not worthy of being loved, to be gentle with yourself and to take it one step at a time mm-hmm. and to be slow with it and to realize how delicate you are allowing yourself to be delicate that that is actually a tremendous strength that women have mm-hmm. that they're far better at in general yes. than men are and instead of seeing well I'm weeping and that's not a good thing I'm supposed to be strong all the mm-hmm. time to be grateful that you have the capacity to feel your feelings mm-hmm. and that feeling the feelings and to be able to be with that and accepting that as a part of your being and that there's nothing wrong with you. You're whole, you're full, your fullness overflowing, you're loved and you're continuously, continuously choosing that. And if there's time for that, I would like to add on a story. Oh, please. So I have this great friend Nala. I know he's okay for me to share this story. And he is a PT yogi. He's done his practice. Like I say, he's done his homework for the, over the last 40 years. And about two years ago, all of a sudden, 
attack and he was aware of the fact that he was having a heart attack and his daughter was with him and his first response was I'm ready God here I am open-handed I'm ready to come and his daughter was shouting no dad no dad I don't want you to go no I'm not ready to let go of you so she got him to the hospital and he was having a conversation with God while they were trying to resuscitate him so while he was like almost on the other side mm -hmm. he said well God here I am I'm ready to come and it's blissful I'm in bliss I'm in Ananda and then God said well <laughs> and he said, well, why? He said, I'm ready. I've done my work. I've done a lot of seva or uh, service to people. And I've worked hard. And I think I'm ready. And he said, no, not quite yet. You have to go back. And then he said, well, why? Why do I have to go back? And then God said, Just choose love again. Oh. <laughs> so that's now he survived it. He survived the heart attack. And now he's even more blissful than before. And he's gone from what we previously talked about. You only want to do that which matters. And you want to toss out of your life that which doesn't hold any doesn't elevate you or isn't helpful or isn't serving anybody. Mm -hmm. So when of course when you're at that cross line and you're having your conversation with God, mm -hmm. that is the ultimate one, I think. And to me that was so inspiring, having been so close to death myself mm -hmm. while I was holding my beloved. And to know, well, if that's the only reason why I'm here and why I'm so grateful that I'm here is that every day I get to choose love and to be love and to share that with others and to be the example of that. Wow. Wow. What an amazing thank you for sharing that. And as Jill pointed out earlier, the energy that is being exchanged, hopefully that actually comes across. To anyone who's listening, oh. because it's so powerful and palpable. I truly hope that. I truly hope that. And as you know, uh, Jill and I, we've known each other for quite some time, and we've gone through quite some hoops together. And mm -hmm. that creates such bonding, such sister bonding, and such respect towards each other. And also, wanting to dig deep when you're sharing with others. It's like there's no time to lose. You hear that? There's no time to lose. It's happening now, and you need to make the most of it, and you need to make it into a party, because it is not going to get any better than it is now. 
to do it now. Celebrate now. Yes. With gratitude. And that's one thing we don't do enough of. Mm. Celebrate. Yeah. With gratitude. Yeah. So true. So, Jill, what are you celebrating right now? This moment with the two of you. Like the, <laughs> really the unknown potential, right, of, of we're just meeting. And how exciting is that? It's the complete unknown. Mm-hmm. And and I used to think, oh, the un- I think the unknown can be scary, mm-hmm. right? But everything is unknown. Everything. And I think that one of the things that I, and it may sound a little morbid, but for me, I really like having a conversation with people who, um, who have metatastic disease. People say, oh my God, you have to go into the chemo center and I have to go in and I have to get my infusion. And I, I'd be, yeah, you're right. I do. I have to go in and I have to go get those awful drugs that are going to make me feel so sick. Mm-hmm. But do you know those people in there, they're not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. They're not worrying right. about, they are so happy to be alive. Like, they are just glad to be alive. And there's something about being grateful to being alive that I think until you get really sick, you really kind of overlook, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I'm happy to be alive. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be wow. alive. And, and... And I and I happy I'm happy for the moments that I can be reminded that I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And that and, and those are generally moments where they're filled with love. You know, they're just filled with love. And they could be they could be with anyone. Mm-hmm. They could be with the person who's outside of Target, you know, <laughs> yeah. asking sitting in the hot sun asking for something, you know, some mm-hmm. some money or for the for the um for the um, for my daughter who calls to tell me how she did on her exam, right? It could be any. It's it, you don't know. It's just it's being. It's that gives me. Incri- that's what I'm happy for. I'm happy. It makes me happy to be alive. Because mm, so it's a gift. Yeah. It is a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. And it's so easy to. It's so easy. I think everyone wants to tell you. Um, how you can do your life better. Yeah. You know, the media, you know, you need to, or how much you're supposed to weigh or what you're supposed to eat or um, doesn't what you're supposed to drive. It right. doesn't matter. There's You're never, ever going to do anything anybody tells you right, but you know. And if you just stick to that, mm. then I think we can, we can, we can be happy. And if we can be happy, what a, what a wonderful thing to share. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because happy, being happy creates other happiness. Yes. It, it's it's it sounds, really, it sounds, it's kind it's, of contagious. Yeah. Being yeah. happy is contagious. And like you said, celebrate. Like, we don't celebrate. Like And, and I think that celebrate, I did the um, Camino this summer with a dear, dear oh, friend. Oh, wow. And it was, and it was so fun to be in Spain. And we had this, we had this joke, um, a siesta and a fiesta. Like, oh my gosh, there's fireworks booming what is that oh they're having a fiesta always a fiesta there was always like whatever village we walked into next we were tired and um and our feeder sore because we're walking right. this long road and and 
there was there was a fiesta. Yeah. We're like, and we'd ask people that live. They didn't even know what what <laughs> they were celebrating. They're like, well, we don't know. It's just a fiesta. There's always a fiesta. And I thought we need more fiestas in America. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes. It was great. Mm. It was great. And then there was the siesta, so you're resting, <laughs> so you can have the fiesta. So <laughs> yeah, I was I like, this it. is great. <laughs> but anyways, I thought I'd bring more of that home. There Shina is Musta is the one that told, told me to start taking more naps. Oh, and I was really run down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. She's a, she's a big building girl. that oh, energy <laughs> back up. Yep. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Well, if if you could give one thought to our listeners about gratitude, what would you say it is? I think for each each one of the listeners to be that be to be to be to be to really be there we each have something or we wouldn't be here and and they are that perfection None of us can be them. They have to be them. I can't be you. I can't be Chinamasta. Mm -hmm. I can only be Jill. Yeah. And I need to really embrace that. Mm. And so if each of the listeners can embrace their beautiful, true, authentic self, Mm -hmm. they have everything they need. Wow. Mm. Thank you. Tinamasta, how about for you? What do you want them to take away? Well, the thing that came to me was through all the transitions that you go through in your life, when you're experiencing challenge, what happens at a certain point, you're in a battlefield and you hang in there and you hang in there and you hang in there. And then there is this moment of surrender where you can't control that anymore yourself and where you need to give in and to surrender to a higher power and to let go. And then after you've done that, as what happened with me and my beloved, after he left his body, so he transitioned, and which I want to make clear is he never left me. He left me in the physical form, mm-hmm. but he transformed into the formless and I feel him within me and around me at all times. Yet with that, that created such a sense of longing, wanting to be within and within and to cultivate that relationship and to deepen that relationship to be more real to me mm-hmm. than the worldly life where you try to be happy. Right. And that even trying to do that would make me upset, feel upset. It would Mm -hmm. hurt me. I wasn't ready for that. Mm -hmm. And to find that balance again in life where you've touched upon death or tremendous loss pushes you to a place, as I've personally experienced, of despondency. Mm -hmm. And the way back is purpose Mm -hmm. and what I have felt is that the people that truly love me and that show up Mm -hmm. and that showed up 
those moments where despondency was there or like basically indifference. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a state that was needed to be there. I needed to contemplate in that state to find my, to redefine who am I now and what am I still supposed to do? Mm -hmm. What's the next step? And it took about a year and a half. And then coming back in the world and to follow my heart and to follow my intuition and to follow what is really naturally arising for me in still doing and to follow that which matters actually to get that back from other people like I had from a student this weekend who wrote me an email and I said well I wasn't on your email list and so I'm emailing you but I also want to respond to what you gave us and how little does it happen that a teacher shares with you that they've held their beloved in their arms beyond the last breath and how often is this place of death honored as we honor birth mm -hmm. and how often do we turn our heads away from that because we're afraid of it or we don't know how to deal with it it's not anymore in our culture to do that mm -hmm. and to hear that from a student creates purpose for me to know okay there's still a reason to be here and it catapults me outward mm -hmm. to share that which is meaningful so the thing that I would like to tell everybody who's listening seek your inner song mm -hmm. And when you align yourself with your inner song, with your unique inner song, that's the purpose to me. And that will help you to be alive, to feel alive, to feel awake, to feel joyful, to feel thriving, to feel grateful every moment of your life. That's beautiful. Now I'm getting all weepy. <laughs> <laughs> a great way to, to, to end uh, our conversation. We're all feeling a little weepy, few tears. It, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. But to celebrate birth, all of life, yeah. and death, mm -hmm. because it's all part of our process. And to be grateful, mm -hmm. to be grateful that it is. Thank you so much for being with me today. This has been a really wonderful conversation. And I look forward to many, many more with you in the future. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank, Thank you, Jill. If you wish to take these ideas even further, please listen to Sisterly Insights, The Practice, for a special meditation and chant for gratitude offered by Chinamasta. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Sisterly Insights. We hope you'll follow us for future conversations. If you enjoyed this special episode, please be sure to leave a comment and tell us why, or send us an email at sisterlyinsights at patternsforliving.com. <laughs>